Hello everyone, Alan Mishra here from Vitality Explorer News with another episode of the Vitality Explorer News Podcast. Please sign up at vitalityexplorers.com for free information about how to enhance your physical, mental, social, and or spiritual well-being. As always on the Vitality Explorer News Podcast, we're going to start with a quote. And this one is from our friend Plato. Quote, for a man to conquer himself is the first and noblest of all victories. For a man to conquer himself is the first and noblest of all victories. So this week on Vitality Explorer News, we're going to talk about how to be ruthless with your time. We're going to learn how to double down on discipline in the, in the context of reviewing an awesome book. And then we're going to talk about how last week we crossed over and now have over 8 billion humans on the planet. So um, if you're enjoying this podcast, please leave us a five-star rating on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please share this with your friends and family as it is the fastest growing vitality podcast on the planet with over 50 countries now listening. Great. So let's start the, the podcast here this week with something that I really love to talk about, and that is time and being ruthless with your time. And so I think it's important to understand that time is melting away and perhaps faster than we might imagine. All right. And we are not guaranteed tomorrow. So I think it's important to start today and spend some of your precious time on what I call intrinsically valuable actions and activities. Do this whenever you can. So obviously we can't do that all the time. We have responsibilities to our work, to our families, to our communities, but whenever we can, carve out time for meaningful actions. Now, what are valuable actions that are intrinsically important? I think this is an important question that we should, we should contemplate. They are ones I think that you know in your heart, have meaning and work towards fulfilling your peak purpose. So she, you sort of know if you're doing something that's important and interesting and, and intrinsically valuable. So let me just go over a few. These, th these things could be as simple as calling your mom, your brother, or an old friend and catching up. They could be serving your community by volunteering in some way or working towards uh, a goal in your community or your country. The third is to work really, really hard on a crucial and challenging project. And the fourth is to take a chance on a crazy idea. So these are just four examples that I, I come up with that are intrinsically valuable activities or meaningful activities. And as you're going through these, especially the ones that are difficult, do not, do not discount the value of suffering a little bit for the cause. It's really amazing uh, that we try to avoid suffering all the time, but sometimes suffering, difficulty can lead to a transformative solution. And it could be, this is the hard part to swallow, a little suffering could be part of your purpose, okay? Pause and reflect on that for a second. Because I think, would you rather have an easy life? And try to answer this question for yourself. I've been trying to answer this question for myself a lot. Would you rather have an easy life or a meaningful life? Would you rather have an easy life or a meaningful life? An easy life, by the way, does not automatically result in unparalleled happiness. Um, I think true joy comes from we do meaningful things and at times very difficult things. And here's my thought, meaningful actions foster a meaningful life. So begin today to be ruthless with your precious time. I'd love to hear what people think about 
this and post your comments on the Vitality Explorer Substack site online where you'll see some, some cool pictures that I've had that are associated with this short post. We're going to now transition to a longer post. And I call this one Double Down on Discipline to Live a Vital Life. And this is a new feature we have on Vitality Explorer News that I'm really excited about. And it's um, a book review of Discipline is Destiny by Ryan Holiday. And this is a book that was published recently. It has over 500 five-star ratings on Amazon. Ryan Holiday has also written The Obstacle is the Way and several other books. And I think it's I think it's an interesting thing to go over. And I re- recently read this book, reread this book. And what we're going to do over the next five or ten minutes is to take a deep dive into the what I thought were the, the takeaway messages. Again, you can look on the Vitality Explorer News Substack site for, for more details. You can also find his book on Amazon or other places where you find books. But here is what it's about. It's about discipline, as you might imagine, because the title is Discipline is Destiny. Okay, So I wanted to really figure out what that word meant, so I went to the dictionary, and here's some of the things that I found in the dictionary as defining discipline. Number one, mental or physical training. Number two, a code of behavior or a system of conduct. Number three, to carefully control how you live, work, or behave. All right, so those are the three things you'll find in the dictionary. Holiday presents a detailed discussion of self-discipline in his book. And I think it's really interesting how he defines um, self-discipline. And he defines it as the ability, quote, the ability to work hard, to say no, to practice good habits and set boundaries, to train and to prepare, to ignore temptations and provocations, to keep your emotions in check, and to endure painful difficulties. <laughs> this is challenging, right? So what he suggests is that being in command of our physical, mental, and social, excuse me, physical, mental, probably social, physical, mental, social, and spiritual wellness defines social, or excuse me, defines self-discipline. And he implores his readers to do battle. This is a very interesting way to discuss it, to do battle with their physical form. He suggests we begin this self-discipline by by really trying to master our bodies. And the goal is to maximize our physical potential and to do this as early as possible in life because the second phase is to manage the physical decline that comes with aging. So over time, you're kind of building it up. And we've talked about this before in the context of stockpiling health. So that can be your flexibility, your strength, your endurance, or all of the above. But do as much of that as you can as early as you can because you start to manage the decline later. All right. And he recommends we do whatever it takes to arrest the decline of our physical well-being as soon as possible. All right. He then hits us with a hammer, a verbal hammer. Quote, the body you must understand is a metaphor. It is a training ground, a proving ground for the mind and the soul. I love that sentence. I wish I could write, or I guess it's two sentences. That's really good writing in this book, by the way. So I recommend you read the whole thing because I'm just giving you the highlights. So the body you must understand is a metaphor. It is a training ground, a proving ground for the mind and the soul. He then goes on to ask his readers three specific but very difficult questions. Number one, what are you willing to put up with? Number two, what can you do without? And number three, what can you produce with it? What are you willing to put up with? What can you do without? And what can you produce with it? 
And he suggests, quote, we owe it to ourselves, to our goals, to the game, to keep going, to keep pushing, to stay pure, to be tough. So I think self-discipline enhances our vitality is the thesis of, of Holiday's book. All right. He suggests it sets us apart from the vast majority of people that fail to understand its incredible power. Right. So here's another story that he puts in the book that is well known, but I think is put together pretty, pretty tightly in his book. And it's about the Roman philosopher Seneca and how he seeks discomfort. So I'll just read this. And this comes from, again, Discipline is Destiny by Ryan Holiday. Seneca was a rich man. He inherited estates from his father and invested across the Roman Empire. Once in a while, for a few days, he would eat only the scantest fare and uh, um, wear his coarsest clothing. He would actively seek out discomfort, mimicking abject poverty and harsher life conditions. He slept on the ground and deprived himself of everything but bread and water. By getting up and close and personal with so many of his wealthy friends dreaded, what made them risk adverse and anxious, Seneca could say, could say to himself, is this what you feared? Most of them spent their lives building up walls between what they had and anything unpleasant, not understanding how dependent it made them. Why should life be so comfortable? Still, we must understand that the modern world is conspiring against us, working to degrade our ability to endure even the slightest difficulty. It spoils us and sets us up for failure or slavery. Success breeds softness. It also breeds fear. We become addicted to our creature comforts and then we become afraid of losing them. By seeking discomfort, we toughen ourselves. Wow, right? Excellent, excellent writing. This story about seeking discomfort really helped me understand how important it is not to become trapped by success. We should obviously enjoy the fruits if we, if we do something difficult or hard work. But we should also remember to not demand more or expect that there will always be abundance. We should aim at times, not always, but we should aim at times to be like Seneca and seek discomfort. So I actually have a sweatshirt that has that, those two words on there. It says, seek discomfort. My daughter gave this to me. And it's just, ironically, it's a really cozy and comfortable sweatshirt. But whenever I wear it out in public, people look at those two words, seek discomfort, and they kind of tilt their head like a Labrador retriever when you say cookie or treat. And they're like, what does that say? But I like wearing it because it reminds me to not become complacent, okay? And the second thing Holiday really talks about is silence is strength. And in, the, in a pause, you know, the world can be changed in a moment. So he says that we should pause and avoid jumping to conclusions, assuming the worst, rushing to solve our children's problems, assigning blame, taking offense, or turning away in fear. I think it's important to repeat those. So we should push pause and actually just be silent for maybe even a nanosecond and stop jumping to conclusions. Stop assuming the worst. Stop rushing to solve every single problem, especially our children's problems. Stop assigning blame, stop taking offense, and stop turning away in fear. Wow, that would be really powerful, right? So when we, when we fail to push pause, we jump to those conclusions. We assign blame without thinking, or we rush into fight or flight mode, which is when your sympathetic nervous system gets overreactive. And that can lead to serious issues because when you make decision that, decisions in this fight or flight mode, you're not making your best decisions. So pause for even a nanosecond or more better, 
three or four seconds before you do any of those things. And then what I want to do now is, is again, ask you to consider subscribing to Vitality Explorer News, either on Substack. You can also get the text message alerts once a week on vitalityexplorers.com. Consider becoming a paid subscriber on Substack because that helps support the work that we're doing. And what I want to do now is, again, I've read this entire book a couple times, is go through 11 passages from Holiday's book and then add some commentary. You can think of this sort of a detailed review. You can read it again on the Vitality Explorer Substack site, uh, or better yet, read the entire book. Okay, here's the first one. <clears throat> and I'll quote it and then give you my commentary. Uh, discipline is how we free ourselves. It is the key that unlocks the chains. It is how we save ourselves. We choose the hard way because in the long run, it is actually the only way. So I think we need to use discipline to define or identify the best option. And there's an axiom in medicine that I've applied for my entire career as an orthopedic surgeon and sports medicine specialist. If you cannot figure out what the right thing to do, it is almost always the more difficult one. The one that takes more time, the one that's more arduous. So I think this idea of discipline is how we free ourselves is interesting. And that leads us to the second quote. Discipline isn't Quote, isn't discipline isn't just endurance and strength. It's also finding the best, most economical way of doing something. So we aren't wasting our time or effort by being disciplined. We're actually being smart. We're choosing the best option. And that leads to another idea that the holiday has, is that by being a little hard on ourselves, it makes it harder for others to be hard on us. So be your own worst critic or challenge yourself the most and that'll have you be able to avoid other people being your critic. So this helped me realize and understand why we should demand more of ourselves than other people. When we know, this is what's intrinsically valuable, back to our previous post about being ruthless with your time, we know when we've done our best, others can recognize that even if we fail. And doing our best, especially when the road is difficult or rocky, allows us to forgive ourselves if the outcome is not ideal. All right, that's my thought on that one. That leads us to his next quote, and that is, quote, the fire within us can burn bright enough to warm others. The light within us can illuminate the path for others. What we accomplish makes things possible for others. So you may not have figured out that you've done the absolute best or hit your goal or you know got to the top of the mountaintop, but somebody may be watching you and realizing how much effort, how much discipline you are exhibiting during that time and be inspired to be like you or be more disciplined. So demanding excellence from yourself, by the way, can only come from within. It typically doesn't occur if somebody's screaming or yelling at you. All right, we may not find that final solution to a difficult problem, but our disciplined effort will be an example to others. All right, that's very interesting. I think he's trying to help us with that. The next three quotes are all connected, so I'll read them and then give you this uh, thoughts on it. So, quote, the pleasure of excess is always fleeting. That's number one. Number two, quote, greed moves the goalposts, preventing one from in ever enjoying what one has. And the third is, quote, no one is less free than the person trapped on the treadmill, moving faster and faster and faster, but going nowhere. So overeating, being a workaholic, indulging in too much of anything comes at a price. And that, that price, that bill is not immediately due. It comes later in the form of minor 
but sometimes even major or severe consequences. And one of the worst consequences is not being able to enjoy the moments that make up our lives. So work hard, be disciplined, but enjoy the moment and move on, right? So the, the, the it's really very interesting. And I like this idea, the pleasure of excess is always fleeting. And you know that can come from, I sort of overindulged at a tailgate at a San Francisco 49ers game last weekend and, and paid the price for overindulging on some awesome food, but probably ate, I did eat too much. So, you know, anyway, I, I, I digress. And let's go on to the final four quotes that are all connected to one of my favorite things, as you we talked about earlier, that is time management. And I'm going to read them slowly and try to, and try to absorb the full meaning of each sentence. And Holiday is asking us again to conquer our bodies, minds, and soul before they conquer us. So here, here they are. Number one, we are an apex predator, a freakish elite product of millions of years of evolution. How will you choose to spend this bounty? By letting your assets atrophy? Number two, you have to do your best while you still have a chance. Life is short. You never know in the game when your body will be taken away from you. Don't waste it. Number three, greatness is not just what one does but also what one refuses to do. And the last one, the secret to success in almost all fields is large, uninterrupted, focused time. I'm going to read those again. We are an apex predator, freakish elite product of millions of years of evolution. How will you choose to spend this bounty? By letting your assets atrophy? You have the right to do, excuse me, you have to do your best while you still have a chance. Life is short. You never know when the game, when your body will be taken away from you. Don't waste it. And greatness is not just what one does, but also what one refuses to do. And finally, the secret to success in almost all fields is large, uninterrupted blocks of focused time. So Discipline is, is Destiny is, is, I think, is an extraordinary book. I re, I've read it and reread it uh, in order to try and write this review of the book and, and try to share some of its its pearls, its its uh, pearls of wisdom. Uh, I'm really only skimming the surface of what it could be in terms of transforming your ability to take care of discipline in your life. And I suggest you either consider reading the Vitality Explorer Substack site, or again, better yet, uh, read the entire book because I think it can help you live a more vital life. And that last one that we talked about that last quote, the secret to success in almost all fields is large, uninterrupted blocks of focused time. We forget that. So just to do the post that I've, that I've just shared with you um, took me over three hours. And it took a lot of uninterrupted time to kind of go through the book and try to pick out the top 10 or 15 components of it. But that time, that incredibly focused time I had was, was what I would call intrinsically valuable time. I hope people out there who are listening to this can can learn from the post, can learn from the book. But I know I learned a lot. I tried to absorb it. And I, even though I'm the one who's read the book and written this post, it is still meaningful for me to go back over it and try to read and re relearn from it. So I, I hope you get a chance to check it out and, and learn about a little, little bit more about discipline, self-discipline, seeking discomfort, and how that can help you live a more vital life. We're going to finish this week's Vitality Explorer news by talking about the eight 
billion people that now live on planet Earth. That's pretty scary, isn't it? Or crazy. I don't know which it is, or maybe it's both. So on November 15th, 2022, the world's population hit 8 billion people. And this has been a, a part of an exponential amount of growth in the 20th century and then in the 21st century. Uh, it's starting to slow down here in the 21st century, but in 1974, which is 48 years ago, we only had only had 4 billion t- people. So the world's population has doubled in that time frame. We've gone from 4 to 8 billion. That that's that is a staggering rate of rise that is obviously now slowing. Um, but that may be a good thing as we fight over some of the resources that we have that are limited on a changing planet. And interestingly, the half of interesting about half of our entire population lives in just seven countries. China, India, the United States, Indonesia, Pakistan, Nigeria, and Brazil. And India is expected to pass China at any moment as the world's most populated country. So my question is, what can we collectively do with our minds, bodies, and souls? What can 8 billion people potentially do? What if, here's some questions that I had. What could we do if we search for more points of agreement instead of focusing on the issues that divide us? What could we do if we use just 10% of our time, talent, and treasure to help others instead of seeking to help ourselves? What could we do to break down barriers to people believing in themselves more? And what could we do to take the chances required to take massive leaps forward and solve some of our most intractable problems? I'm going to admit something. I am an adamant. I am an indomitable optimist. And I really do believe that nothing is impossible if we work together. If we focus on what we can do and as opposed to what we cannot do. And if we bet on ourselves and seek long-term sustainable solutions. So I think it's time to stop complaining and start working and, and celebrate humankind. We made it to 8 billion souls. I think this is an amazing accomplishment. Now let's figure out how to optimize each of us, each of our lives, and our planet. And let's move forward towards 10 billion, knowing that we can and will do better. And believe me, I'm not a Pollyanna here. I know there are a myriad of problems facing our world, and I'm not blind to them. I just believe that we have within each of us the capacity to address at least some of these intractable problems if we figure out how to be the best versions of ourselves. And that is what Vitality Explorers is all about, is to seeking to lead our best possible lives. Um, You know, it's a passion of mine to produce Vitality Explorer News. I hope you've enjoyed this version of it this week. Again, we've been talking about how to be ruthless with your time. We've talked about how to be more disciplined. And we finished with the fact that we're over 8 billion and on our way to 10 billion souls on the planet. Um, Again, my thesis is that vitality is a skill. And that if each of us work on the ones that we need to and share our incredible bounty of with others, we, we will have a better planet and live more vital lives. So I hope you've enjoyed this week's Vitality Explorer News podcast. Please uh, share this podcast with your friends and family. Please consider subscribing to Vitality Explorer News on Substack and becoming a paid subscriber to help support the effort. And until next time, get out there and dare to be vital. <laughs>